bitch. That's why you broke as fuck. You still in your pajamas. That's why you ain't got no money. Bitch, I'm in the Bahamas. Somewhere where it's sunny. Because I'm up for the bag. I'm up for the cash. But for the sunniest. Yeah, what's up, y'all? I gotta let this shit rock. It's my alarm clock. It be ringing nonstop. Don't believe me, bitch. Just check the diamonds in my damn watch. Hey, what is up, beautiful people? I hope you guys are doing well and listening to this in beautiful spirits. I am your host, Noah Love, and you're listening to the Kickback Podcast. So grab your glass of wine, grab your cup of douce, or roll you up a few joints because it's time to kick back. Yo, I have to welcome my first time listeners. Thank you guys for checking out my podcast. Um, this shit ain't cohesive. This shit ain't about shit. I just be talking, talking my shit. Um, I occasionally talk about some shit, but hey, it is what it is. Welcome back to the podcast, my motherfucking day ones. Y'all are the goats. Thank you guys for being here, man. So I'm going to get into it. And my artist of the week this week is fucking Cash Doll. Now, um, I don't know. Y'all may not know Cash Doll. Some of y'all may know Cash Doll. She is a rapper from um, Detroit, Michigan, 28 years old. She been she been rapping since about 2015, I believe. I have not been listening to her, listening to her since 2015. Um, I recently just started listening to Cash Doll within like the last maybe year and a half, I want to say. Um, I'm not the biggest fan, but lately she been on some shit and I fuck with it. As y'all can see, I really, I really like this song that she got, um, that she got going on right now called Wake Up. Um, you guys gonna hear that in the outro as well as you just heard in the intro. That is my shit. I really been, I really been, uh, bumping that. <laughs> it's just it's just funny but it's true like get the fuck up and get some money but um I could tell she got that mentality because before she started rapping she was you know dancing in the strip clubs which is you know it's a story that a lot of women a lot of women have to tell um so I commend her for that that just takes a, a different type of person because listen I can't get my ass up in front of a bunch of people and shake my ass on the pole as as much as I say I would love to because I hate going to work I don't know I don't know if I could really do that but while she was dancing up in the clubs and shit you know making her money she was releasing little short videos on Instagram and on social media of her freestyling and you know rapping so I guess Drake he um he discovered her and he invited her out you know to come open up for him on his summer 16 tour so i guess that was her um that was her big break and he let her perform in detroit which is her hometown and i guess that was her big break and she been making music and fucking on the scene ever since she's not a huge mainstream artist just yet but i do feel like oh shit i'm bumping into the mic i'm sorry but i do feel like her wave is coming like it's this is already a whole little era of um female female artists and free female rappers so i think the females are just taking over right now so i think her time is um definitely coming especially i think this song right here wake up could um you know do her some good so we'll we'll see where where the fuck um cash doll goes from here i'm really messing with the music i i see the vision i like cash doll 
So I'm super excited to see, you know, what what kind of album she drops or, you know, more music to come out. I'm excited to hear from her. Um, you guys, I'm going to try my best <laughs> to stay on topic today and to get through this podcast in a timely manner because I got a whole bottle of wine with me and I went through, a, I'm, I'm through a little bit of it now. So um, I'm not going to tell you how much I drank, but. Yeah, so I'm just going to try my best to not go off on tangents and unrants that aren't relevant. Um, Wish me luck. Okay, y'all, so let's get into black excellence. Today's black excellence is going to go to two sisters by the name of Julia and Cornelia Gibson. They are two African-American women that are changing the face of wellness with their new yoga mats for black women. Um, they have a fitness brand called Toned by Bagum, and I guess I read that they created this brand to um, help elevate the narrative of real women on real fitness journeys. Now, I know you guys always see, no offense, but we always see um, white women representing fitness brands or um, yoga mats or water bottles, anything fitness we really see the white women representing it. It's it's rarely people of color that are modeling for these different brands. And if they are, they're usually big-named athletes. But um, these two ladies, they created yoga mats full of images of curvy black women with natural hair. And it's the first line of products designed for us, by us, of that nature. Um... The sisters were were inspired by their own fitness journeys. They love yoga. They're really some yoga heads. And they got tired of seeing the same type of women represented in many wellness marketing campaigns. So they want to switch it up and, you know, put some beautiful black women with, you know, big, full, natural hair on something that they that that reflected them you know what i'm saying they wanted to put it on something that they use on a daily basis and they want to see themselves in it. Now, the really cool part about this is that the images that they use on their mats are actual images that are drawn by their mother. I thought that shit was so dope. That's like them going to their mom, like, hey, mom, can you help us? You know what I'm saying? And, of course, their mom jumped to it, and she created those images. And now they put they put those images onto mats with the goal of instilling confidence and pride amongst those using them, right? So these women, they decided to go on a whole little campaign to raise some funds to get their um, business started. They raised about $2,000 in about two months, in less than two months, right? So this gave them the opportunity to, to kickstart their business, right? And so their mats are, I think it's really cool. They're, they're eco-friendly, they're made from eco-friendly materials. They're easy to clean and they're heat resistant. So they can withstand the most intense hot yoga class that you can think of. And I think that that's, that's absolutely amazing because different. I personally don't do hot yoga. I just keep it simple and do my regular yoga um, that I've been doing on and off for years. So. I'm going to keep it simple and, and stick with that. But a lot of people are starting to do hot yoga. And I don't know how them hoga mats, I said hoga, I don't know how them yoga mats are withstanding that heat. 
you know, some of that shit might start to crumble up um, beneath you. You never know. But now they have um, four different types of designs, and they range from 60 to $80. I definitely think that this is a great investment. I'm definitely going to go grab one because um, I'll be on and off with my yoga. But I think that if I had a mat with a woman on it that looks like me, I'd be more eager to use it. So I definitely think that this was a um, a good investment. It's a good idea. Congratulations to these two ladies for um, getting their business started because not a lot of black women are, you know, starting businesses or can can withstand a business. So um, thank you guys for that. And th- that's something that I'm definitely going to invest in. I love yoga. So congratulations again to Julia and Cornelia Gibson. You guys are black black excellence for this week. All right, you guys. So, talking about fitness, I started back in the gym this week after, I think it's been about a year. Yeah, I had my kid a year ago. I haven't been in the gym since I had him, really. I, I do home workouts, you know, here and there, but now nah, this week, I legit got back into the gym, and God, I am feeling it. Literally, every part of my body is hurting, and and that's what I hate about working out. Like, when you get back into it, it's brutal because you, you just have the muscles that you forget about. They, <laughs> listen, the pain, the pain is real. And, and I'm not, I I don't like it one bit, but got to get in shape, got to get this body together. Um, cause listen, the, they say that you're supposed to get used to the, to your body after you have a kid. Listen, I can't, I have to get back to the way I was before I had a kid because now that I was snatched. Now this shit ain't it. It ain't it. I'm not fucking with it. I've always been an athlete, and this is the the most uncomfortable I have ever felt in my body in my life. Like I'm getting, you know, I I think I'm I'm starting to accept it, but I also don't want to accept it because I don't want to get comfortable and continue to to eat unhealthy and you know just continue to gain weight. I'm not trying to do all of that. I'm not trying to fall into into the whole spell of being comfortable and now I let myself go. No, I still feel like I need to get myself together, not not only for myself, but for my man. Like as as much as he say he loves me the way the way he the way I am, that's all sweet and all, babe. But listen, I need to be bikini ready, you know? I, I don't go to the beach much, but when I do, I need to be ready and I need to be snatched. So, I'm getting it together. But I must say, being back in the gym, it felt good. It felt good to be back in a back in a space that I was so comfortable in in my previous body. But now that I have my quote unquote mom body, I felt very like you know misplaced. Like it, I didn't feel like. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be there. I just felt like, 
the kid that everybody is looking at because I felt so out of shape and I am so out of shape. Like I hopped on the treadmill. I did a mile. I could use, I used to could run a mile in a good shit, seven, eight minutes. I didn't even run that mile. I, I swiftly walked. I did a power walk and I jogged half of it. And that shit took me like 15 minutes. Uh, uh, no, no, can't do that. Can't. I have to get that shit back down. And I have to get this. Yeah, man. <laughs> but besides that, you guys, this corona shit, it is, this coronavirus, it is getting out of hand. It's spreading quickly. And I, I don't know, man. Everybody is in a state of hysteria. Everybody is buying up all the damn tissue paper, all the water. Come on, people. Just relax, okay? Relax. Do the necessary, take the necessary, the necessary precautions. Wash your hands. This, wash your hands. Stand up, people. Face like I said before. These are the this. This is some shit that you should have been doing. Like it, nothing, nothing has changed, and nothing should have changed. You should have been washing your hands. You should have been keeping your hands to yourself. And why are y'all going out and buying the tissue paper like this? I don't fucking get it. If you have to wipe your ass that bad and you run out of tissue paper, stick your ass in the shower. Just stick your ass in the shower and wipe it with your with your goddamn towel and rinse the towel off. I don't know, but y'all should not be fucking buying up all the damn tissue paper like this. And the hand sanitizer and the gloves. What? I heard it was such a shortage of all this shit that hospitals can't even get it. Come on now. Y'all just tripping out with that shit. Just people stay hydrated, exercise, keep your hands clean, stop touching every goddamn thing. I literally seen this lady in the store um, yesterday. I think it was yesterday or the day before. She was literally touching every pre, every fucking avocado that was in the little bin. She was touching it, and I just watched it like, so you just not gonna pick one. You're just going to touch them all. And after she touched them all, you guessed it, she didn't grab not a one. She walked off. Bitch, what was your point? Why did you just do that? Now I feel like she's the person that's spreading this shit because she just sat there and touched all of this shit but didn't buy nothing. She didn't buy none of it. She just touched it and walked away. That's That's plotting right there. She was plotting on us. But now let me start with my con- my um conspiracy theories. I don't know what the fuck that lady was doing, but all I know is she did touch all them avocados and the- and did not buy one. But um, y'all just stay. Let's just stay healthy, man. Stay hydrated, exercise, keep your hands clean, stop touching everything, stay out of people's face. We be all right. Let's not um, let's not fucking go crazy with this shit. You guys, with all of this, let's get into my topic for today. My topic for today is adulting, adult life, the life of adults. I fucking hate it here. I don't understand. When I was sitting up there saying, I was, I, I remember vividly going through childhood and saying, oh, I can't wait till I'm 16, turn 16. Oh, I can't wait till I'm 21, turn 21. Listen, 
I'm 27, and I'm not saying I can't wait for another goddamn age to come. I actually would love to go back to being 15 if I must. I hate it here. I don't know who designed this or who built life to be this way. I didn't ask for this. I did not ask for this. I didn't ask to be here. I didn't ask to pay bills. I did not ask for the hassle of my phone ringing off the hook because it's a goddamn bill collector. I did not ask for none of this. And my parents, listen, if y'all was going to have me, y'all should have made sure that I was a trust fund baby because this is not the life I want to live. I am tired of it. I feel like I'm, I'm living a work. Jesus Christ. I'm... Guys, don't. Uh, this is a t- this is a uh, touching matter for me because I real life didn't ask this shit, ask for this shit. And you know what? I feel bad because I brought a kid, I brought a kid into this world. And I'm poor as hell. <laughs> I got some goddamn nerve. Who the fuck do I think I am, man? <sighs> Adulting, but I mean, hey. On on the flip side, I am very blessed and grateful that I have made it to see the age of 27. I am very blessed and grateful for that because I have so many peers that have not made it, you know, that have not made it by a long shot. I I got friends that passed away almost 10 years ago, you know, which is, which is crazy, but, um, it happens and I can say I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be able, I'm blessed to have a job, Listen, speaking of jobs, let's get into work. So, like I said, this whole coronavirus and shit is going around. Everybody got two weeks off of work. Guess who's still working? It'll be me. That would be me. Hey, over here, I'm still working. This is some bullshit. Work is ghetto as fuck. Like, why do I have to go to an establishment that I do not want to be at and be with people that I did not ask to be around eight hours a day, five days a week. That is not life. That's depressing. I don't, I don't want it. Like, please, can we, I need to figure something out. Excuse me. It's the wine. I need to figure something out where I don't have to step foot into an establishment if I do not want to. Because I just I just can't do it anymore, guys. I'm ready to retire. I'm tired. I feel old. I feel like I'm 27, going on 50. Having a kid didn't help. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. I'm tired of, I'm not only tired of work, but I'm tired of handling business. I hate making appointments on the phone. I hate running errands. I hate it. Like, I I miss the days where we used to run errands with our parents. And we used to be geeked to go to the store. But then the motherfucker be like, no, nah, I'll sit in the car. Now we looking shitty. I miss those days because it wasn't my errand to run. It was just me going along for the ride with my parent and now that you know now that I am 
the age I am now and I have the experience I have now, I look back and I'm like, damn, I really was your little broke best friend who always wanted to touch some shit in the store, who always wanted to ask if, if I can have this or if I can have that. Now I see why she left my ass in the car. Right. You guys, I'm, is anybody else broke? Because I'm broke. And I didn't think that I would be this broke at 27 years old. It's sad to say, but you know, when you, when you young, you, you, you picture your life like, yeah, I'm a grow up. <laughs> I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to have all this money. I'm not going to have no debt. I'm not going to have, you know, I'm just going to have money to blow. No, it never worked out like that ever. It, I, Listen, I think right now I've had the most money I've ever had in my life and I'm still broke. So I I don't know what that says. But listen, I'm 27. I've had the most money I've ever had in life and I am still broke. I'm still paying bills. I still have debt. And I don't understand why nobody ever explained none of this shit to me. Nobody ever explained financial stability to me. Um, nobody ever explained savings or how to save or anything. And I I don't get it. Like, we learned all this bullshit math in school. Like, I ain't going to say algebra is bullshit, but that's something. I guess that's something we could use on the daily. But just fucking, like, trigonometry, fight night math. Like, what the fuck is fight night math? I never had that class, but I've heard of my friends taking fight night math. I don't know what that means. But I know, I'm pretty sure it's not a math that we use every day. Why weren't they teaching us accounting or shit, how to save or about credit, anything like that? Because now that I'm in my late 20s I'm trying you know I was trying to buy shit I may have been trying to get an apartment I may have been trying to buy a car and all of that shit takes credit now the messed up thing about credit is if you have no credit that's worse than having bad credit and that's something that I I will for the life of me I will never understand that I don't understand why you want to give somebody who's proven to not pay some shit back money versus a person who has never borrowed money and you don't know if they're gonna pay it back or not i'd rather take that chance on them than take the chance on somebody who i know ain't gonna pay this shit back on time that just don't make sense but hey the fucking finance world don't make sense to me i just don't i just i don't get it uh listen worrying about my credit has been like the most stressful I would say the most stressful thing for me in the past year, year and a half, um, simply because I'm just maturing. Like I'm getting older. I'm start. I started a family. Like I just want my credit to be on point. So when I, when it was time for me to buy some shit, I don't have to worry about them, you know, not approving me because my credit score is shit. Now I did just buy a car recently and I did a lot of shopping around for this vehicle simply because my credit is not great. And while I didn't, I didn't fuck my credit up per se. I just didn't have a lot of credit versus my student loans. So 
I think my student loans is like the the one thing on my credit that's that's pretty much making it um hard for me to get my credit score up. But I think I've been doing very well, you know, very well lately. Um, I do have a credit card that I've that I've been had for a while, so that definitely helps. But I'm just learning different ways to to build your credit. So, um, if you guys do not know, if any of you have children, I figured out a way to help your kids credit before they even, that way, before they even think about using it. So when they do think about using it, they'll be fine. They'll have a, a over 700 credit score. So if you guys have a credit card of any sort, just put your kid on your credit card and make your payments on time and, um, yeah, that, that'll pretty much help them with they um, with they credit history, I should say. So that was just a little, a little life hack that I learned, um, a while ago and my son is on my shit. So yeah, he'll have a one credit eventually. Um, so I, I think that not only is finances, um, uh, a big struggle in adult life. Social relationships are strange. It's just being around people as an adult is different than it is being around people when you were a teenager or when you were still school age. Like, this shit is so weird. Like, people's social energy just be off. My social energy sometimes be off. Like, I can be out, and I don't want to be there. So now I'm just sitting here with a stank face, a RBF, looking crazy. Like, I just, I don't know, man. It's not, it's not what it what it was. Like, everybody's social energy just does not align nowadays. And I don't even like partying. I, I, I think, see, I always say that I've done it too much. I'm 27. I went to college. I pledged my what sophomore year of college. If anybody know anything about Greek life, y'all know that shit be lit. Like when you first cross into your organization, um, become a member of your organization, shit is lit. The yard be lit. You go to parties, that's lit. It's just a situation you know what I'm saying like and I've done it I party so much in in like two years that I don't want to do it anymore and now my partying is more so brunching wine tasting (laughs) relaxing being alone drinking some wine watching tv like that's my partying that's my fun I don't want to, like, go out for real. I don't want to go to clubs for real. That's just not my thing no more. And and that's what I've learned, like, getting older. I don't, I, I really just don't want to be bothered for real. Like, it's not that, it's not that I'm anti. I'm very social. I just have my moments. I'm more so a homebody. I think that I just like to be at home. I like to be comfortable and know that I'm safe. It's a lot of shit going around and 
going on in the world that I don't really want to be involved in if I ain't, if I don't have to be because uh uh-uh, I ain't, I ain't trying to be in nobody's jail or nobody's hospital or in nobody's morgue. So, listen, I'm going to do what I got to do to be safe. Um yeah, that that pretty much does it for me with the whole <laughs> with the fun shit. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a prudent I do like to do shit. But I just like for it to be in the right environment. Like I don't, I don't want to be in a crowd of people all the time. Or I don't like the rowdiness. Like I just rather go to a bar if I have to and just chill there with some friends or go play pool. You know, something like that. And it just not be with a bunch of rowdy motherfuckers. Like that's just my preference, right? So, along with just having fun, I think that another struggle that luckily the whole time that I haven't really had to deal with much is dating. Um, Being single and being in a relationship as an adult is night and day, literally. I've been in a relationship for almost two years now. So, I haven't had to um, relate with this in a minute. And I thank God that I haven't because single, being single is absolutely trash nowadays. Like, it is so trash. These niggas are trash these days. And to be honest with you, us females ain't no fucking better. Before I got into my relationship, dating was such a hassle to me. Like, I absolutely hated it. You know, I I liked getting to know, you know, different people, but I I hated it because it felt like an interview most of the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it was awkward and it was, I, I hate small talk conversations. Like, I hate that shit with a passion. Like, just don't, don't small talk me to death. If we're going to talk, let's talk about something. Let's have some depth into our conversation. I don't want to know what you ate today for real. I don't want you to ask me what I ate today for real. I don't, none of that shit. Like, if we're going to talk about some shit, let's get into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when you get older into your mid-20s, your late-20s, as a woman, for sure, well, I'm going to speak for myself. For me, I know I felt like, damn, I'm I'm getting older. Like I don't have a boyfriend. I'm not, like I'm I I don't like none of these niggas. So I'm potentially gonna be alone. And what's crazy is, my boyfriend came along when I wasn't expecting it. Like I wasn't looking for real. We literally was just hanging out and it. That wasn't even, this wasn't even, I didn't know, I didn't know this was going to be a relationship. Um, but that's a whole nother story for another day. I'll make sure we, we come on here and tell it one day, but, um, I'm grateful he saved me from that shit because just going on dates, like I said, is awkward. The conversations be awkward, especially if you don't really vibe with that person right away. Come on. I don't got time for it. Like, nigga, what is it? do you like me or not what you want to do and I know it's not that simple 
but Jesus Christ, if you can just skip that whole awkward dating stage, it's just like, ugh. But, um, yo, going on dates and paying the tab, no, that, that's when it get a little awkward. Like, you, you going out with a nigga that you don't really know for real, like, who, you know they supposed to pay the tab, but sometimes they might test you, and they might look at you to see if you gonna reach in your purse, but then you looking at him to see if he gonna pull out his wallet, so now y'all just staring at each other. Now, I've been through that before, like, I'm just like, look, I'll leave a tip. I'm not paying for this dinner, because I barely want to be here, nigga, so be grateful, and I'm paying the tip. That That's just me. And oh my God, let me get to alright, let's let's get into the shits, right? Can we talk about sex when you're not in a relationship and you're you're in your mid twenties, you're not in a relationship. Now that can be fun until it's not. You know what I'm saying? Now you you gonna come home with some shit and that you don't know what the fuck it is. So I think I yeah, I'd definitely rather be in a relationship when it comes to the sex, but it, it, it could be, it's fun, you know, sleeping with strangers safely, of course, because you don't, you don't have to know them. You just, just have your fun and go about your business. Like for me, that shit was cool for a while because I love my space. Like I, I love to be alone sometime. Um, a lot of the times I don't really like to be about, I don't really like to be bothered, but I think I learned, I learned that that's what motherfuckers that I don't really like because my boyfriend now, I love to be around him. Um, sometimes I don't want to be bothered, but that's life. But when you single and you don't have to deal with somebody, you really don't want to deal with that person. Like you really just want what you want and you want to bounce. So I I think that I definitely think that being in a relationship right now is man, the ultimate move. Like you ultimately want somebody that you can actually confide in, that you can actually trust, that you can talk to, um that you can dump your bullshit on and vice versa like it the, listen, being single for forever is not it this shit is lonely and i want every i want y'all to stop lying to y'all selves talking about y'all love being single and this and that y'all don't stop lying the shit is not cool the shit is trash no i want somebody that's gonna that i can come home to and rub my back god damn it no single life is trash and i don't care what nobody say about it it's trash, and y'all know it. Stop lying. Now, the biggest, the biggest obstacle that it's not even an obstacle, but something that I see in myself is growth. And I think um, adult. I think that's a lot of what adulthood is about is growing and seeing your growth, and and you know just changing. Now, I know that I have grown so much in my late 20s. I think the ages that I've grown the most is, I want to say 25 
I'm 27 now, so yeah, I think I've grown the most in the past two years. It could be because um, I've gotten pregnant and had a kid and just had to grow the fuck up and wise up. But I don't know. It's just something in my brain that kind of just clicked for me. Even before I had him, like, something just clicked for me. Like, I, I'm not getting no younger. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to be more responsible. Um, I need to start getting my finances together, being financially stable, like I was talking about earlier. And also, I've seen I've seen my tolerance and my patience. I've seen that in myself. Like I I used to be so impatient, and I could not tolerate. Actually, let me take that back. I'm very patient now, but I have very little tolerance. Versus when I was younger, I had very little patience and a lot of tolerance. But now it's vice versa. I can't take nobody's bullshit and I won't take nobody's bullshit because I have my own bullshit to deal with. So I am very quick with cutting people off now. And I think that's a that's a tolerance issue. Like I just don't I just don't feel the need to to deal with people if I don't have to. I like a small circle, so that's that's fine with me. So if anybody is getting out of pocket, you know, some, some bullshit like that or just bringing bullshit into my life, like, you're getting cut the fuck off instantly because I don't need it from you. I'm, I have very little tolerance anymore, but I do have a lot of patience for people. Um, I think that, of course, I've grown, I've grown um, to be a bit more knowledgeable about certain things. Um, let me see. What what else have I seen within myself? Um, I think I would say I'm more compassionate, and I'm I'm more empathetic to people. Like I t- I take into consideration people's feelings. Um, I take into consideration what people may be going through because I know that not everybody lives a great life. They might smile so much on the outside but on the inside they could be like the most miserable person so I think that I I've taken that lesson and just I I try to be nice to people on a daily basis um because you just never know you never know what somebody is going through and I just try not to judge people because I don't want to be judged and who am I to judge you I don't have that right I'm not a perfect human being so you know, we like I like I said, I'm not a perfect human being. So you do get caught up in you know like judging people for what they got on or for what they doing or what they saying, shit like that, just stupid shit. And I think I just kind of learned to fall back from that a little bit. It, you never, like I said, you never know what people going through. So now I just rather be that person to make somebody smile. Versus make somebody making somebody's day um horrible because hey I used to be that person too but like I said it's all about growth as long as you see the growth in yourself as long as you are growing and you're not staying stagnant that's that's what's important so I think one one thing that I've learned from this episode guys is maybe I should not drink while I pod because. <laughs> To be honest with you, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about no more. I don't even know what 
what I was supposed to be talking about. All I know is I got some shit wrote down on the paper, like bullet points, and I'm looking at them, and I'm like, yeah, it's questionable whether or not I talked about that or not. But I think I'm reaching my time. I'm damn near, I'm damn near coming on about 40 minutes, and I be trying to keep this shit into cut to about 30, 35 minutes because... It's hard to listen to somebody talk for more than that. I know our attention spans are the size of a goddamn ant these days. So I'm going to go ahead and end it here, you guys. Make sure you guys um, leave a comment, rate my podcast, uh, like it, share it on your platforms. I would really appreciate it. You guys are fucking amazing. Thanks for listening to me rant and rave and all this other bullshit this episode. Like I said, I'm a little tipsy, so I know for next future references not to drink because I don't even know what I was talking about anymore. But, um, yeah, make sure you guys stay positive, stay fearless, and stay safe. I am your host, Nola Love, and you're listening to the Kickback Podcast. Wake your ass up, bitch, I'm up. Bitch, I'm out.